Welcome to Women of Grace in the Marketplace on TalkEerie.com. Here's Janelle Keith and Lori Clapper. Welcome to Women of Grace in the Marketplace. You know, every week, Lori, I say this, we have such a special guest, but this one, this particular guest, she's near and dear to my heart. In fact, I call her a personal friend. We're so excited for Marcy McConnell with the Reclaim Soul is here. And she's been coaching people for over 25 years, helping them to become the person that God has created them to be. Now, she's been in a leadership role in a major church organization. She's had a pastoral role. She's a a great organizer, a a great mom, and she's got so much of a story. I'm going to just step aside here and let her go. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I don't know that anybody wants that. Janelle, thank you. I don't know I can ever live up to that. Oh, my goodness gracious. Thank you both. You can. You can and you have. We're happy to have you. We're excited. Well, you all, thank you so much for having me. I am completely grateful to be here. So thank you for having me. Uh, Like Janelle said, I am the founder of The Reclaimed Soul. And that is a business that is just a little over two years old, um, where I took the biggest risk of my life to start this business. And we'll talk a lot about that today. Um, But more than that, more than even being an entrepreneur, I am a lover of Jesus. I am also um, a wife of over 21 years to my husband, Randy. And we have two kids who live in our home and several kids who have been in and out of our home over the 21 years of our marriage. So we have a whole boatload of kids out there living their best life. So we are just trying to equip them, equip ourselves, let God equip us with what we need in order to, um, man, give him the glory for what we're doing out here. So yeah, that's where we are currently. Wow. (laughs) Can you give me a little bit of of your energy today? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I just hold on everybody here we go <laughs> so uh, so tell us how the reclaimed soul it, you just mentioned you've only been doing this for two years so it's like a toddler in our world this is your first experience in entrepreneurship Oh, gracious. It is like a toddler because it is two years old. And it's like, where are you going? What are we doing? Please don't electrocute yourself. That is where <laughs> we are <laughs> with our business right now. So, okay, so two years old, took the biggest risk of my life to start this business. Um, Before I tell you a little bit more about that, I got to look back a little bit because it certainly didn't just happen overnight. I think people look at entrepreneurs and, oh, yeah, it just happened. Way to go for you. Good job. So I got to look back just a little bit. So indulge me (laughs) just a little bit. So all of my life, I found myself in areas of leadership. And like Janelle said, that's going on 25, 30 years now. Um, Looking back in school, I was in leadership roles then in the corporate world. Well, then I left all of that to become a pastor, um, still doing some leadership there, and then left it all again to become an entrepreneur. And currently, I'm having to lead stronger than I ever have, because like you said, it's toddler. Um, But I grew up. And even still today, I used to be afraid of doing the wrong thing. I think Mm. women, especially of grace in the marketplace, we can find ourselves going, yeah, we've got to be strong. But sometimes we, that's born out of an insecurity on our part. And on my part, it certainly was. So I was afraid of doing the wrong thing. There were times I'd let shame trap me in the shadows, thinking that I was safe in the shadows. Um, 
I believed I was never good enough. So I couldn't let people see the real me because if they saw it, they wouldn't like it. Um, but I'm so thankful because then Jesus came into my life and changed the game. Um, so he has become my identity. My marketplace and my entrepreneurship and the reclaimed soul is not my identity. Jesus is my identity. And we'll talk about what I do at the reclaimed soul, but Jesus permeates every single space that I live in, every one of them, not, and I have to let that happen or else I will end up back in the shadows. So because of Jesus entering my life, now I can be passionate and courageous about taking those risks mm. um, because I believe and know that he loves me perfectly, even when the world might not. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, being in the marketplace, sometimes we find ourselves going, okay, I don't know if they like me or not, but now I find that it matters less because I know that the lover of my soul loves me perfectly in the ways that I wished he would. So anyway, there you that'll go. preach right there. My goodness, that'll <laughs> preach. <laughs> so all of that to say, like I realized I've chased a small rabbit, but all of that to say, I had to look back to see what God has done in my life and who he has always been in order to see who I am. And so in order to start this business, I had to know who I was. And I didn't know with certainty that this was my next step, but I did have a calling on my life. And that calling is not dependent on my job because I've had several jobs. We just talked about that. But my calling is dependent on trusting the Lord with my identity Mm -hmm. and who I am. So. That has been integral in starting the reclaimed soul because if i didn't know who i was this business certainly isn't going to know who it is at all yeah so you had a pretty secure job in church ministry and you know you're doing your thing pastoring to uh, and ministering to people probably on a daily basis so how did you know that or what confirmed your next path of going and, and founding the reclaimed soul oh man Listen, I think I, okay. So first of all, you guys need to know, I absolutely love our church. I absolutely love being, loved being a pastor there, loved. And I was in my jam. I was in my zone, getting to love people, getting to love Jesus and meeting with them. And then God was like, well, is this your first ministry? Is being Mm. here a pastor of a church, your first ministry. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, no, (laughs) my family is my first ministry. So my family is my first ministry. Of course, loving God is what I personally am called to first. Um, But my first ministry is my family. And our kids are getting older, getting ready to go into middle school, all of this kind of stuff. And in order to be available to them, and put them in my first ministry spot, that's when I went, okay, some things have got to shift so I can be available to love my family the way God has asked me to and not lead any less. So that's how I knew there, it was time for a change. It's just going, okay, prioritization. My very first priority is my family. So I've got to make sure that I put things in order because while I loved what I was doing as a pastor, um, that is not my first priority. My family is. And even now, the reclaimed soul is not my priori- priority. My family is. So it affords me the opportunity to get to minister to my family. So that's what started to stir in my soul. So I didn't know 
hey, you're supposed to do this. And this is what the business is going to look like. And here's the way it's going to go. I didn't know with 100% certainty anything, do we ever? But I did know I had a call on my life. I don't, right? I mean, do we ever? Yeah. Do we ever? No, we don't. So, we don't know. Oh, man. So anyway, it was really just going, okay, God, you've put a stirring in my soul to make sure that my family's my priority. How can I best do that? And then he mm. put, so my calling in my life, we all have one. So as Christians, we mm. are to love God and love people. But I think as individuals, mm. God has put us here for something very specific. And that's what we get to do with the Reclaimed Souls, help people discover that. Part of what mine is, what I'm on this earth to do, is to help people get jacked up with their identity in Christ so that they can in turn help other people get jacked up with their identity in Christ. Because mm -hmm. if we all knew who we were, we would definitely know what to do yeah. and this world would be different. So anyway, when I knew who I was, I knew I had to make a shift. So I didn't know what it was, started to learn about coaching, started to learn about what it meant to be a pastor outside of a church. And that's kind of how the reclaimed soul came into existence. I hope that answers the question. I will just keep on talking. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely answers the question because it's like that you're, tr it's right. It's like that in all of us. We all have a call upon our life, a general calling, but he puts specific things in front of us for us to accomplish. And, to, and it's not about accomplishments here. It's about carrying on his purposes in our lives in the way, in the context of family, in your circumstances and all that stuff. So, yeah, I I, I get it. I'm right there with you, girl. Now you see why she's my personal friend. She's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, she's one of those go-getters. But yeah. also, let's take the tiger by the tail and let's run with it. Let's let's see what happens. You know, let's, she's a risk taker. And that's what I love about Marcy. She Real quick. Oh. So, I mean, in two minutes, can you tell us? <laughs> Just in, in maybe a few ways that you've been able to cultivate your gift to serve others with what God has gifted you to do first and foremost. Well, and we talked about, you know, looking back over my life. And I think it's very important for all of us to look back in order to move forward. So I had to look back and go, okay, what kind of gifts has God given me? I can't cultivate what I don't know is there. So I had to look back and see, okay, what are my gifts? And like I just said, passion. Well, you actually called it out passion. I'm pretty passionate about lots of stuffs. And so passion is one of my jams. Identity in Christ has become my biggest jam. Um, and then investing into the lives of other people. Those are three things that I am unwilling to compromise in my life of what God has mm -hmm. put in me to do. So mm -hmm. um, I think identifying what those gifts are in you is super important in order to cultivate them. So I had to look back, identify them. And then when um, I have to recognize who I am and who I am not. So I think as women, we think we can do all things for all people so that we may win some to Christ if we're gonna take the words of Paul. And in the end, we are not Jesus. So I have to realize who I am and who I am not. I spent most of my life trying to be who others thought I should be. So when I realized who I am, and the gifts that I are not as, that are not as strong in me, it helps me take hold of the gifts that God has given me and maximize them. So that's what I would say to all of us to be able to look back and see the gifts and then and then cultivate the ones that you do have instead of the ones you don't. 
Wow, so I'm going to go to a break right now, but I'm going to take some notes and write some things down while the commercials play. So (laughs) when we come back, we'll talk about Marcy McConnell's experience, how she knew when to start as well, how she transitioned into entrepreneurship and the nature of what she is doing right now with Reclaim Soul. So stick around. This is Women of Grace in the Marketplace on TalkEerie.com. Stay tuned. Women of Grace in the Marketplace will be right back on TalkEerie.com. back with Women of Grace in the Marketplace here on Talkerie.com with our special guest, Marcy McConnell, who is a life coach. She is just full of energy. She is uh, a motivational speaker. Uh, Well, that's what I've learned in the last few minutes anyways. And we're so happy, Marcy, to have you with us. And uh, we're going to start out talking about your calling and how did you know to step out in faith Maybe even take that baby step <laughs> into what you're doing right now. Oh man, you guys. So I think it's very important for all of us to know, like, I certainly do wish God would give us bright flashing neon lights and say this way. Amen <laughs> to that. Arrow, I mean, <laughs> complete with an arrow, please. Yes. Yeah, we have very specific requirements of, Hey God, this is what we would like you to do. And very Rarely does he do that. He doesn't give us that bright neon sign arrow, but I do think he does give us his word that says, Hey, he is in all things. So honestly, I think God opens the doors to us. And most times the doors are open. We just need to realize we have everything we need to walk through them. Yep. Janelle's praising the Lord. (laughs) I'm freaking out over here. You can't see me, but I'm like, Yes, yes, yes. Because this is the same thing that she tells me in our personal conversation is, and that's what that was the uh, basis, the bottom line of me writing that Bible plan, faith for open doors. Because if we think that God has to show up in this miraculous way and cause all the world to stop and say, okay, uh, Marcy McConnell, this word is for you and listen up. We would be reducing God down to our humanistic point of view. And I'm thinking, I don't want that kind of a God. I want a God that's way beyond me, that that has mystery and intrigue in, you know, in the things that he does so that we can follow him. And otherwise, we have no need of him. If we could figure things out for ourselves, we wouldn't need him. So preach it. And I think that's the thing. That's why it's important to say, you know, I'm not sure that I knew with 100% certainty, this is the way I'm supposed to go. But I do know that I trust the Lord. So there was a stirring in my heart that I talked about last segment. There was a calling that I had identified on my life. And that is one of the things that we want to help people with at the Reclaimed Soul is help people identify what is it that you specifically are on this earth to do because God's, your life is not wasted. 
So anyway, so we didn't know this is what we were supposed to do. We just knew we had a calling on our life and we knew that we Mm -hmm. had a desire. And so we just did what we could do, got our finances in order, did the things, you know, did all of the things we could do so that we could step out (laughs) into really mystery, like Janelle said, and trust that God could do what only he can do. And he's doing it, but boy, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, man, this is the most amazing thing I've ever done because it is work, y'all. But uh, it is really the most gratifying, fulfilling, chasing him, even in the mystery of when I don't know. Um, But I trust that he does know. So, because there's our part and there's God's part, right? Right. So that's how I know what the green light is. My part is in his part. Go ahead, Janelle. I say it like this. I make a really lousy Holy Spirit. So I'll just let the one that's already in existence do his job and I'll do mine. I'm just going to get out the way. And it's just like we talked about before with priorities is I am not the boss of my life. Like if I'm the entrepreneur and the boss of the reclaimed soul, but it's really because we're under the authority of God. And Mm -hmm. thank you, Jesus, that he is the boss. So just realizing the priorities is of utmost importance for me. Well, I'll, I'll never forget the day that you and I talked and you helped me discover my Enneagram number. And um, I'm not even sure I'm saying that word right. So Enneagram has been like kind of a trend that you see in culture these days and people follow along religiously to it or they don't. So tell us the importance of the reclaim soul and Enneagram coaching. All right. So we've got several different buckets, I'll call them, with the reclaimed soul of what we do. One of the buckets is pastoral care, which we've talked about. I am just a pastor, so I will walk you through anything. So whether it is crisis, whether it is trying to discover your calling, or whether it is just trying to wade through marriage or even premarital counseling. Well, then another bucket is also the Enneagram coaching aspect. And here's the deal. So the Enneagram has become popular recently, but it is not new. So Enneagram just means, Ennea means nine, gram means on a graph. So it's nine types on a graph. And (laughs) random little side note, I get asked often, well, is the Enneagram a Christian, like, is it a Christian resource? And to that, I say this, um, it doesn't have a soul, so it can't be Christian. Like, we've got to be able to get it. So it can't be Christian or non-Christian. It is just a resource, and that's all it is. We get to look at it through the lens of the gospel, which is what we do with the Reclaimed Soul. So here's what the Enneagram is. It is nine types, personality types on a graph. I believe that each one of those types is reflective of God's character because we are made in his image. So nine types made on a graph. And when you learn about your Enneagram type, the cool thing about the Enneagram, as opposed to other self um, assessment tools, I am a fan of all things um, self-awareness. So learning about yourself is always a good thing. Um, Self-awareness tools are great. I love them. I love the Enneagram the most because the Enneagram doesn't tell you what to do and how to manage your behavior. It gets to your heart and tells Mm -hmm. you why you do the things you do and gets to the motive, which I believe is, again, reflective of God. Like he doesn't look at the outward appearance. He looks at the heart. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do with the Enneagram is we want to help you see what your motives are that you may or may not be aware of 
and how you can use them for the glory of God instead of in a non-resourceful or non-helpful way. Well, I can see that because uh, anyone can go online and and take an Enneagram test or what have you, or a form of the Enneagram. And then you're like, oh, great. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Now what? Now we're done. No, no, no. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's become a meme. Like I, (laughs) I say often, it is so much more than a cute meme or I find your Disney princess test online. It is so much more than any of that because it will tell you about your motives. And if you're open to it, it can tell you, hey, here's some things that aren't helping you out. Here's some things that are really damaging to your relationships with God and with other people. That if you can see what they are and why you do them, then you can make choices to be more resourceful and more helpful in your relationships with both God and other people. So yeah, definitely more than a meme, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Well, we have to go to another break. I hate to do it because this is so uh, fun and so insightful and maybe helpful to you if you've taken an Enneagram test in particular and would like some guidance on it. So Marcy McConnell sounds like would be your gal. So when we come back, uh, we'll talk about how Marcy's faith is a vital part of her uh, reclaimed soul business and of course serving others. So uh, we're going to talk about Marcy's why of the reclaimed soul coming up next on TalkEerie.com. This is Women of Grace in the Marketplace. Welcome back to Women of Grace in the Marketplace. Our special guest today is Marcy McConnell, who serves over at the Reclaimed Soul. And uh, she her favorite thing is Jesus in this world, but also helping you discover your true identity and equipping you to live free. Now, that's a, a key word here, live free, because most of us are living with a whole lot of baggage. Is that correct, Marcy? Is that what you find? Uh, yeah, and anybody who says they don't have baggage is lying to you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And going back yes. to the Enneagram, you know, you're talking about, okay, the Enneagram really can point out who you are, who you are placed on this earth to be on a, even a heart level. But we so want to tug to the things we aren't because we're maybe jealous of others who are that way. We always want to want what we don't have, I guess. So it's so important to us to really be clear about, you know, what God's purpose and how he made us uh, on this earth and what he made us to do. We get really sidetracked into that because we're women. We can do all things. And y'all, I'll say it again. It is not, it's not true. You're not supposed to be all the things. Yeah. You're supposed to be God's called you to be, but carry Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Well, I was just going to say again, I'll never forget the day when she explained my Enneagram number, which is a two, by the way. And I'm proud of that, but also helping me understand me, you know, it's just like, all of a sudden things just made sense. Uh, oh, well, that's why I do that. And that's why I have this passion. And, and this is, it, it kind of lined things up for me to understand. And those, those, um, what do you call them? Those wings in the Enneagram, 
uh, on the graph, you know, also pointed to my strengths and my weaknesses. And knowing that is like, well, it's like science says, knowing the problem is half the battle. So you develop your strengths and also work on your weaknesses. And God brings the right people to help you develop those weaknesses into a strength. And sometimes if they still are a weakness at this point, we were just talking yesterday, it's God's going to use that too. It's like, don't waste your life wondering or wanting another person's life that yeah. God has mapped out. Want your own, want what God wants for you. Yes. Well, see your value. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Every one of us has intrinsic value. God's right. not wasting your life. Your life has value. Now the question is, what is it? And when mm -hmm. we find it, then we can mm -hmm. walk in it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Cause a lot of us walk around thinking, well, I've got to be somebody else. I've got to have somebody else's value. I've got to do this, this, and this, that's not really in me to do, but I've got to do it in the mm -hmm. end. You have nothing to do on this earth, except for being who God has created you to be. That's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Carry on. Sorry. Yeah. She makes it so simple, right? She simplifies things. That's what we need because we overthink yes. things and complicate them. Yeah. So that that's a great explanation. Thank you, Marcy, for that. And and of course, you know, as a pastor and what you do at the Reclaim, so obviously uh, your faith gets to mix in with at least a lot of your everyday conversations, uh, or or does it? Ooh. Well, the thing that's interesting is I. Gosh, so many things I want to say that are coming into my brain. I'm trying to get organized in there. It's a mess. So I would have to say, I love working with everyone. So whether you believe in Jesus, whether you don't believe in Jesus, whether you have questions about any of the things, I like we love working with all kinds of people. And the reason is because no matter if you believe in Jesus or not, it doesn't change the fact that, again, your life has value. So I happen to believe that your life has value because God has created you and God has put you on this earth. Um, I also, in my personal faith, something that God has really over and over and over, he's still working on me today going, Marcy, do you see me clearly? Who is my character? What's God's character? And then what is your identity as a result of that? Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that um, come into play, whether our clients know it or not. That's usually where my frame of reference with who I'm talking to or what teams I'm dealing with or any of those things where, how do we see God and how does that shape how we see ourselves? And I think when we know that God is good, it changes a lot of things. Yeah. When we know that he is faithful and every single time, and he never lets us down, that changes a lot of things. When we know that he is a healer, a redeemer, and he, um, yeah, when we know these things that are intrinsic to his character, it changes how we view the world. And really it changes how we see ourselves because then we can see ourselves as loved by the lover of our soul. Mm -hmm. And man, that changes how we interact with ourselves and with other people, because then we see that they are actually loved by Jesus too. So it changes all the things. So that is how, that's what it looks like in everyday conversation. But sometimes we don't get to say it so plainly because we are dealing with lots of different people from lots of different walks of life, but it doesn't change. Like we still get to communicate the gospel, but sometimes you don't need to communicate the gospel and throw Jesus at people. You yeah. get to love them. And, and that's what we, we get to do. So it's great. 
Faith is not about a bad person becoming good. It's about a dead person becoming alive. We already have the greatest triumph known to man, the victory of life, which is Jesus. And it's available to us. We just have to take a hold of it and walk in it. That's what we have to do. We have to walk in this and live it out. It's well, not like hope. everybody listening knows that no matter where you work, no matter what your job is, no matter where you are right now, mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to know and be known by God mm-hmm. in that moment and to love and be loved by him. And that's what makes dead things live. Just like right. Janelle. That's so, so good, Janelle. Yeah. So good. Yes. So obviously with what you have been telling us and your journey into entrepreneurship, point A starts in one place and point B is feels like it's way out there in the distance and it's never a direct path, is it? It's just always just zigzag all over the place. You know, it's an interesting thing because, I mean, anybody who knows me will tell you that they thought I would retire with the church that I was a pastor with because I was all in. We're still all in. It's just, it looks different. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I was all in and I kept telling them, yeah, I will die here. You can bury me on the property of the church, like whatever. Like, yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so speaking of direct path, that is not where I am now. Like it is zigging and zagging and I'm trying to zig where God's zagging and mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Yeah. But the thing I think is interesting, we've got to be okay with whatever God chooses. <laughs> and I think that's what is... <laughs> That is what gets so tough is in the end, do we, or do we not trust him? Mm-hmm. And it, 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 I'm confronted with that all the time going, okay, I expect it to be simple. I expect it to be easier. I expect it to be without, um, if this is my calling, then it's supposed to be without complication. Right. Right. Uh, uh, that's not true. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's not true at all. Where, um, I just, I need to trust God even when it zigs and zags. So um, it has not been a direct path. And sometimes I don't even know what the next point is. Sometimes he's just going, okay, have you done what I've asked you to do at this point? And I'm looking towards the next thing going, but God, what's the next thing? And he's like, um, what you're doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you think you're done with what I've already given you today? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, no, uh, So I think that's the thing with entrepreneurship. I think you can have all the different ideas and even in business and creativity and any of the things we women have all the ideas and we think we need to wear all the hats. Yeah. And in the end, my most important hat is that of a, of a Jesus lover. And then that of my family's my first ministry. So if Mm -hmm. I remember those priorities, the path's generally not direct, but um, it's, it's, simplified a little bit and it's not so complicated because I think I think we overcomplicate things with all the things that we want to do <laughs> all of right, them because right, there yes. are a lot of them um and I think God cares about those things but I also think he's asking us to have priorities what is most important what is your first love and it mm-hmm. can't be all the things Yeah, this idea of having balance in ministry and entrepreneurship, I think it's a huge myth, you know, that we are seeking for something that isn't actually there, but it's more of a harmony of agreeing with God with what he's doing right now in this moment, being okay with the painful or the shameful parts of it, as we've discussed, and and then 
also just being with okay with not knowing everything <laughs> all the details you know all of the things it's we have to be comfortable with the leadership and let the lord have lordship over our lives versus having that all mapped out for us and okay i'll take that when it's everything is clear and god i can see it on a like a road map and it's it's never that way never nope and he's just asking us to trust and so uh -huh. that's uh -huh. where okay what is the next step what is my priority and how do my next steps i think we overcomplicate it like in yeah. the end I think he is okay with wherever we go, provided we trust him and love right. him along the way. Yeah. You know? So yeah. we just, just well, we think it's narrow when it's going, ah, oh, it's all the things. Come on, it's okay. <laughs> we so are distracted with all the things. And I know I have, you know. Yep. And I've been doing this for eight years now. Come on. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> So many distractions along the way. And that's why we have to be narrow focused. We have to fix our eyes on Jesus. I mean, Paul was no joke when he wrote that. I says, it's going to get hard, guys. Hey, you know, Jesus, too. He said, listen to me. This will be hard. <laughs> but if you stick with me, I will set you free. Right. And that, isn't that what we all want is freedom. You know, we want that. But we fail to take steps towards that because we get stuck in these places of well i have to i i don't have all the i don't have all my ducks in a row i i i'm not i'm not that girl god's pick somebody you need to pick somebody else you know those kinds of things when really if we would just trust him you know trust him you just got to take a deep breath and breathe huh. and mm -hmm. just go okay you mm -hmm. are sovereign and i'm not why don't i know all the things because i'm not god that's yeah. why and that's okay. But we're trying to be God sometimes. Just yeah. kind of step up front of the toes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel those army boots. I know. I, yeah, for sure. And <laughs> so um, do you have a go-to verse that when you have to reset your priorities, because we all get distracted, let's be real here. What is the verse that God brings to mind to say, hold on, wait a minute, my child, where, what, what do you think you're doing? Come back over here. You know, it's an interesting thing. I think for most of my life, my go-to verse has been Philippians 4.13. And I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You put it on coffee mugs, you put it on shirts, you put it on bumper stickers, all the things. Mm -hmm. And it sounds amazing. The preceding verses, though, are what has changed my life. Because mm -hmm. Paul talks about, man, I've been through all the things. I've been in jail. I've been shipwrecked. I've had riches. I've had nothing. I have seen all the things. And there is one thing that keeps me going. And it is that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I think when I look back on my life, I thought I was doing the things. When mm -hmm. really the whole key is through Christ who gives me strength. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's become the whole chapter has become my go-to chapter yeah. because you can verse and just make it be whatever you want to be when context is everything. So knowing that he, he knows and he has given me the strength to do whatever he's put in front of me to do. It's him, not me. Thank you, Lord. Well, that's some great encouragement for someone who's listening who might be in a, the place you were a couple of years ago where you're like 
this is the job. I'm going to stay here forever as in this pastoral role. And then God called you otherwise. What other encouragement or steps maybe or advice you can you give someone who might be in that uh, place right now? Um, as I was preparing to step out of my pastoral role, it's the scariest thing I've ever done. Not going to lie, because I had security before I had security and it was scary because I was stepping out here, not having security and any of the things financially or otherwise, like no security. And, um, God has gone before us. So where you don't know the answers, where you don't know what your next step is, where you don't know where the neon signs are directing your path, God does. And he's gone ahead of you. He mm -hmm. already knows. He also has gone behind you and beside you. So he is hemming you in from all sides. So you are not unprotected. You are not, um, you are not unsafe. Mm -hmm. You are completely guarded and covered and enveloped by the love of God, no matter what, no matter what situation you find yourself in, no matter where you want to go. In the end, he has gone ahead of you. He's behind you and he's all around. Mm -hmm. He's got you. That's awesome. And how we forget that so quickly, <laughs> but it's oh, the number man. one thing we gotta know that he does, he's, he's all around us and we mm -hmm. can do it. We can do it. Yeah. <laughs> we can do it. And you know what else too? He's in you. So I hope you know the Holy Spirit has given you everything you need to live a life of strength and godliness. He is in you and all around. You've got it. All right. So thank you so much. Marcy McConnell is our guest today at Women of Grace in the Marketplace. We're so appreciative of the wisdom you shared today. And uh, when we come back, Janelle and I are going to share our own takeaways from the show. And you'll find out how you can get in contact with Marcy as well. It's Women of Grace in the Marketplace on TalkTheory.com. Janelle, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Especially when you're talking about the things of God and entrepreneurship, it always, every time, every time it goes way too fast. So much to get into. 
seems like a long time, but it goes so quickly uh, during this show. So Janelle, why don't you share, can you, can you pick out one takeaway from the show? I know it'll be a challenge because there's so many. There was so many, but I think what um, sticks out the most is just the, how our identity is so key in knowing our entrepreneurship and that if we don't know who God is and, and be comfortable and uncomfortable with who he is in our lives and let him have lordship then the rest of it is just all stop right here just do that first and if that's all you get done in your life you've done the best thing you know for for real it's not about god's checking off his list of accomplishments to say okay that girl did this that girl did that no he's not doing any of that he's just sitting there watching us just saying i want to help you let me help you and that, and trust me those are the things there's just too many things i because it's all interrelated but for me that's what my big key takeaway is yeah you know what i would have to agree with it mine was very similar and, and i guess kind of the same is uh, and I pointed mm-hmm. it out uh, earlier in the show that as it pertains to the Enneagram of finding out kind of who you are on a, on a you know, surface level and on a heart level, you know, we're so pulled to what we aren't because we wish we could be that way. And we always question, God, why did you make me this way <laughs> when mm-hmm. I could be this? Mm-hmm. Because it's all shiny and we, see, we think it's better. But, but the importance in our life as we live our lives at home, at work, in ministry, that we need to know who we are and make the best yeah. of it and travel down that road rather than just get distracted by the fork in the road where where our weaknesses are really and probably live a lot of frustration in doing that. So that was my takeaway. Thank you, uh, Marcy, for sharing, sharing that wisdom with us. Man, it's my pleasure. You guys, thank you so much for having me. And you guys said it, when you know who you are, you know what to do. And so that's all any of us can do around here is just know mm-hmm. who we are who God is and then we'll know what to do. That's a task. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and call it what it is. That's a big okay. enough task on its own, but it's one you don't have to overthink. You just you know, we get so hung up on so many things and you know, me included. And so it's just like just breathe today. Will you just do that? <laughs> <laughs> and be happy with how God made yeah. you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so Marcy, after this show, I'm sure there's someone who would love to get in contact with you, whether it's uh, your pastoral care, whether it's finding out more about their Enneagram number, uh, or just, you know, to get a little bit of encouragement and stepping out in faith in what God has for them. Uh, how can someone get in contact with you? First of all, I can't wait to hear from all of you. So that's the first thing. I cannot wait to hear from all y'all. Um, you can find us at the reclaimedsoul.org and you can learn all about our business there. My personal email is marcy at thereclaimedsoul.org. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Just search The Reclaimed Soul. Um, And just know this, the reason that it's called The Reclaimed Soul is because we can make good things out of our life, but God wants to repurpose our life for something great, Mm. for something else better than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. So I cannot wait to hear from you all and how you want to reclaim your soul um, for God's purposes. So let's go. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Marcy. Uh, Well, we got to go because it's the end of the show. Sadly, we had so much fun uh, talking with you and, and you're such an inspiration. So thank you again for spending this hour with us. 
we'll just have to have her back. That's all it can mean. That's all we just, we have to have her as a reoccurring <laughs> get, guest. Yes, I think that might be the case. So you'll have to keep tuning in each Sunday afternoon here on TalkEerie.com. And if you would like to email Janelle or myself, you can reach us at Women of Grace in the Marketplace at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook. We'll see you next time. Catch all the Women of Grace in the Marketplace podcasts anywhere at any time on WovenBooks.com.